Hey guys, it's Cammie. And it's Amanda. And we're Basically Basic. Welcome to part two of our love story. Of the knotted heart, which sounds so dramatic. <laughs> it kind of does. But if you listen to part one, we kind of said this very briefly in the last episode, but we found out as we were recording that we each both had the same James Avery heart ring. That was like our purity rings yeah, from our, our dads. dads to be like, <laughs> we're going to save ourselves for marriage, which I'm like, that's crazy. That is crazy. We have so many things in common, but that I did not know. No. Until the episode. And I don't know if you guys have caught on to the trend, but we like every episode to have like a different picture of like a basic thing. <laughs> and we're just kind of assuming if we both had rings from James Avery that they were pretty basic. Yeah. Which it is. Yeah, James totally. Avery's great, but no, it's basic. everyone. But I do feel like everyone, even if it wasn't like meant for like purity purposes, I do feel like everyone had that ring at some point. You know what's so sad? Actually, I just remembered. Stephen got me a necklace to match that ring, and I was like, <laughs> "But okay, like I like like chains necklaces, and it was like this like wire, <laughs> almost like a choker. Like the actual charm was good, but I probably wore it one time, and like we'd only yeah. been dating for like maybe a year, mm-hmm. maybe six months. I don't know." So finally, like, after a while, he was like, hey, like, do you not like that necklace? And I was like, no, I love it. I wear it when I don't see you, which makes no sense. (laughs) And then, like, of course, like, a year later, I was like, no, I actually will never wear this. I'm so sorry. Can we, like, get a different chain? And it was great. Then we did, and we moved on. That's what happens in relationships. So I not only had a knotted heart ring, but I had a knotted heart necklace, too. Tyler got me a gold Juicy Couture necklace with a little heart on it. Oh, that was the that was that so was the that thing. needs to be for sure a picture on one of our episodes. Oh, duh! Like the Juicy Couture that. jumpsuits and the Juicy Couture like gold, gold chain chains. bracelets and necklaces. Mine was the necklace, and I was like, he loves me. Juicy Couture like really like peaked and then dropped in like five seconds. <laughs> it was like a one year thing. Like it was like everything, <laughs> and then it was nothing. Like if you were not. Um, if you didn't even like weren't old enough to wear like sweatpants, like if you were still like two and three right. in two thousand eight, I'm really sorry because you missed out on a really oh, good. Oh, Juicy trend. Couture. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Juicy Couture Velour sweatsuits <laughs> were everything. And the perfume. And the perfume and the necklaces. That is crazy. But yeah, I don't I mean have we you learned seen stuff? a Juicy Couture in the past two years, three years, five years? Oh like, no. R I P Juicy. I surely it's been more than two years. Also, okay, another basic <laughs> thing that I'm thinking of, and then we'll get into what we're talking about, was I. Do you remember the cheer shorts? Uh, do I? It said cheer Sophie on the butt. Sophie cheer shorts, and it said cheer on the yes. butt, and you'd roll them up like yes, multiple times. one time. Well, I I only did one time because well, you like weren't the a white slut t-shirt. like I was, so I rolled them up <laughs> ten times. I needed Jesus, okay. <laughs> No, I only did it once because I liked the white man part. Yeah, show. see, that's what you should have done. But I was like, didn't know the Lord, and I was like, <laughs> roll, roll, roll. Roller. Also, I loved being a cheerleader. I thought I was so cool. Like I was like, cheer. Wait, okay, now there's so many side notes we're going to have. This is going to be a, like a, a t-shirt eventually, yes. I promise. T-shirt will be side note, colon, colon, comma? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Side note, I was also on the cheer squad, but not because I was a cheerleader, because I was the mascot. So I didn't get to show off my cheer shorts. They were underneath the owl furry. I was going to say, tell them what animal you were. I was an owl. Hootie, right? Hattie. The boy was Hootie. I'm so sorry. My (laughs) B. Two different owls. I was the girl owl. And the only reason you could tell us apart on the football field was because I had a little bow on my right ear. I just need to ask you. On the right ear of the owl. What possessed you to be the mascot? (laughs) I have my reasons. Please explain. Okay. So all my friends were cheerleaders. And I was like, I want to hang out with you guys outside of school, like after school things. I want to do activities. But like, I clearly am not good at any of these sports that I've tried for these 12 years of like school. (laughs) So and I'm really not great at cheerleading because I like I'm just not great at it. And I was like, what can I do? And then I literally remember at cheer tryouts, they said the mascot, all you have to do to try out is make up a funny dance 
Which and clearly you crushed. So I clearly crushed it. And I did a funny dance that I made up to like this routine. And I had like a couple props with me. And they're like, yep, you're it. But honestly, I don't think that anyone else tried out. I think it was like two people that tried out. And like, we're so proud of you, part. Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> no one else tried out. So you get to be the owl. So, did you do that all through high school? No, I only did it my junior year. But here's what's so funny. Joke was on me. Because I was like, this is going to be perfect. Like, Friday night football games, I get to be, like, out there with the cheerleaders. Like, I just get to dance around, like, hang out with my friends. I get to go to, like, cheer practice, like, make the posters. Got to do all the cheer things. But joke was on me because after games is when we'd go out in groups. Like, who wants to go to Chili's? Like, who wants to go to On the Border? Like, you (laughs) go to your restaurants. And the best part was the cheerleaders still looked great. And I was underneath this, like, fur suit that was probably from 1985 like they hadn't changed it out in, in a very long time in the heat of texas in the heat of texas during football season so it smelled so bad in there and i had to wear a sweatband with these like really short shorts so i didn't get overheated in a tank top so when i went back to change after the football game i didn't look like the cheerleaders looked i looked like i had just ran a half marathon so that's how i went out on so Friday that's how you got all the boys <laughs> so I'm not surprised Tyler didn't date you till your senior year. Yeah, because he was junior like, year was not your time. He was like, you know, I'm gonna give it one more year. That is, I'm actually girl. really impressed with you, and I feel like being the mascot would be super fun. It was really fun, and I just, I like, I thought I didn't care, but then afterwards, I was like, this was a bad decision because I look like crap. I cannot wait to see pictures. We, yeah, we'll, we'll find definitely photos. posting pictures for sure. So we love that we're talking about like our relationships. Which if you listened to part one last week, then you heard the beginning of our love stories and how we both met our husbands in high school and just the drama that ensued of meeting your boyfriends or your boyfriend meeting your husband and, and boyfriend, boyfriend at the time, at the time so young and falling in love and how cute and sweet they were. And I was thinking about that this weekend because this past weekend, Amanda and I got to be a part of the Therefore Gathering. So Which fun. was so cool. We've been talking about it a bunch. But it's this teen girl conference for high school girls. They had 1,500 girls. Yeah, there was a lot of girls. Yeah, that, they sold out. It was That's incredible. Crazy. They and had such good speakers, which we'll, we can talk about that in a second. But I was looking – every time I do this now, every time I'm with high school girls, like doing youth ministry stuff – I like look out and I'll have this moment where I like see a girl that's like a sophomore in high school. Cause that's when I started dating Steven and I'm like, that's in crazy. what world did I meet my husband at that age? Yeah. Like how did we find each other I know. at that awkward and high school girls are just, it's so beautiful. Like it really is. Amanda and I were just a mess this past weekend. There was multiple times during worship where I would look over and just see a girl completely overwhelmed by Jesus. Like sobbing to the point where it's like you know she's not sad like you know it like if you if you didn't know that you could look and be like oh my gosh is she okay but because like, of did like someone died yeah like, exactly no, she like, died no, and jesus rose again in her heart and <laughs> yeah. she's like living her best life right now exactly but i there was one point where i looked over a girl was like to my right and i like and then cammy was to my left and i like kept looking over at her and i was just i couldn't stop looking at her because it was so beautiful mm-hmm. and then i looked back at cammy and i was like this sweet girl like it was just it overwhelmed my heart because i was just and also having a daughter i like love to think and pray that one day my daughter will like grow up and experience Jesus in this way but so seeing other young girls do it I'm just like I love every part of this I love it for your parents I love it for Jesus I love it for you like I just well and it's so cool because I think high school is really where you do start to like figure out who you are and like totally you're making choices for yourself and so I'm looking across that room 1500 girls and I know they're coming from all different walks of life like I know Mm -hmm. some girls just because I know helping with the conference like I know some of the backstory but Mm -hmm. Some girls, this might be their first, like, churchy, like, 
Christian event they've ever been to. So like this is their first encounter. Some girls maybe grew up in the church. I know there's like probably pastors, kids and whatever, but like this is their own time, like away from their parents. There's no boys to distract them. It's Mm -hmm. like just them getting Mm -hmm. to encounter the And most parents don't really come either unless they're like hosting like a group of girls. Yeah, I saw not that many adults in a good way. Yeah, exactly. So that's it's so nice for them to just have like a space. It's just between them and the Lord. And I love that even the speakers were like at the end of this, if you came to just be with your friends, like, what's the point? Like, there there was no point to this. Like, if unless you ask Jesus to encounter him, then, yeah. like, that's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah, I was so impressed. So, guys, the speakers were Jamie Ivey, Rebecca Lyons, Mo Ism, Gloria. I don't remember how to say her last name. Um, she was amazing. She was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, it was – I mean, honestly, every – person like just blew my mind totally. I I was taking we Amanda and I were actually oh, we, were, we had a job of like taking notes for quotes or well yeah well, notes, notes for, for quotes. quotes that's the thing and for social media stuff and I was actually so thankful we got to do that job because it allowed us to like really take, take a second notes, yeah and like I was like just sitting under the weight of what they were saying and being like wow like the, these women carry so much power and like I was being touched by what they were saying oh, it wasn't totally. just for high school girls like no. I was being really like convicted and just I don't know poured into from their wisdom and this goes back to um I think Cammie we've like talked about this before and you've said it but um there is no junior holy spirit and I just kept thinking that I think we even like posted it on our Instagram yesterday but the quotes that we heard I was like yes this conference is for teen girls but oh I'm getting wrecked yeah exactly but I'm I'm 29 and like this conference is also for me right now like it's just it was so good it was so good but yeah I mean thinking of being like a high school girl and you know, how much we've grown since that season, but it's a process and it's a journey. But I think like you do need those pillar moments. Where, oh, like, yeah. I mean, I look back on my life and there's mountains and there's valleys with me and the Lord and like through it all, he's been there, but there's definitely those pillar times where you're like, God really spoke in this moment and he deposited something and it sustained me through, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Cause I'm like thinking like those girls are walking, going back home to like some really tough stuff. Like not everyone's right. life is glamorous, especially in high school. Like, there was girls that have, you know, parents that are in the middle of a divorce or, mm-hmm. like, a parent with cancer or... or don't have a father figure. Or, exactly. Yeah. Or just whatever. I mean, all different things. And so I just think, like, to know that they just got to encounter the living God and feel seen and known, even in the it's sea of, so like, beautiful. 1,500 other girls. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, Jesus. It's so Ooh, good. It was so, so good. Therefore, thank you so much for having us. We and for so letting us honored. meet, like Jamie, I've been Rebecca yes, Lyons. We were like people, fangirling. Yes, oh totally, Rebecca Lyons. Like I loved, I loved every speaker, but Rebecca Lyons like hit home with me the most. Oh. I think she was. Well, just, she's a mama. Like yeah, she is a little. I don't know how old she is, but she has kids like that are a little bit older. Yes. and I felt like she just really like had just carried just this really deep wisdom yes at one point in the green room backstage <laughs> she like was like showing me how to curl my hair and like was helping me and I was like okay this is the coolest thing you're like, like I've made it this I was is like wonderful. okay cool you can curl my hair for me it's fine I'm like oh Rebecca Lyons no she's not a speaker she's my stylist she's my stylist she came now. to do my hair she curls so. my hair so thank you it's good um so yes thank you so much uh what's the second thing we're gonna talk about um I say we just go right into it. I say we do too. I but I mean, what are you drinking from Starbucks today? Oh, okay. So I actually have a new drink. You will Ooh, love this. Okay. A friend told me this just yesterday. Um, it's a skinny cinnamon dolce latte with a little almond milk because you know the almond milk's my thing. Because you love the because almond I milk. love the almond milk. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but it's so yummy. Ooh. And apparently, she said if you get the skinny, it's like half the calories than like the regular cinnamon dolce, and you and really it, can't tell a difference. No. 
It tastes the same. It I mean, technically, same. it's like who knows what the heck the chemicals are, totally. but like, don't care. Who knows what the heck the chemicals are in the regular? Yeah. Who, so, who knows what the chemicals are in the air I'm breathing? That's a really good point. <laughs> Way to go. Um, I bet there's people listening to this who are like super vegan and like healthy, and they're like, "You're an idiot." And I'm like, "You're probably right. Please educate You're us. Give right. us a call. Don't we'll care. have you on our yeah. podcast." Jesus knows my time to go, and that allows it's me to live freely. Hopefully and, not tomorrow. Yeah, and drink Starbucks. Cool. Um, I'm <laughs> drinking another drink from a friend and this was our new friend macy mclean yeah we got to meet at the conference this weekend she was so sweet she was so sweet she's on a new tv show called the baxters that will be coming out soon yes she was my co-mc and she's just incredible i actually was joking with her i'm like thanks for being cool because i was like assigned to like pick her up from the airport and like just be with her the whole time so i'm like if she was awkward like that makes my weekend horrible but she she was was so sweet and she lives in la yeah but we're hoping to connect with her one day and we'd love to have her on the podcast yeah she so. definitely needs to be on the podcast she's but a basic girly with us for she's sure. so basic yeah. i love her she's oh, great she's great um but she told me about this drink she gets a regular coffee with um white mocha pumps in the coffee and apparently it's like way less calories you can taste yep. the coffee which i like yes. and then you don't need cream it's not as milky but it's got that white chocolate mocha yes. taste to it so i got two pumps i wish i had gotten three Okay. Because it's like... But now you know. I don't taste it enough. She gets four, but I'm like, I don't like sweet. I'm like very... I'd rather... Totally want the bitterness. Not sweet. Yeah. yeah. So next time I will get three. Okay. There we go. Good meeting. Um, okay, guys. So we're going to go right into talking about... How the Lord entered <sighs> into part two of our dating yeah, stories. Yeah. So where we left off was both of us just kind of shared the beginning of our stories, meeting our husbands, and then dating... All through college, but high school and college for both of us, right? Mm-hmm. Were you all the way through college? All the way through college, but the breakup... Oh, so you guys didn't break up till after college, right? Yeah. Oh, our breakup was like junior year of college. Wow. Okay. So why don't you start? Okay. So we, we talked, we were like going to the dark ages, but you know what's crazy? I was thinking about it. I wouldn't even call it the dark ages no. because I'm so thankful for that season. Like it really has... I don't know. It just formed who we are and God taught us so much through it. It felt like the dark ages for me, but only, but it's kind of, I think we said this last week even, it felt like the dark ages for me personally, but I didn't know that Jesus was, at the time, I didn't, I wasn't able to see like outside of myself, which I'll get into, but at the time, that's when Jesus was able to shine the most. Yeah. So it like. You learned that he was your rock. Exactly. Okay. So take it away. What happened? So first of all, I want to start with this meme that I saw. And it literally segues perfectly into this. I like can't say it without giggling, but I wish I wish I needed to like save it on my phone. But it said, if you're going through a hard season or a tough time, do yourself a favor and leave your hair out of it. And I don't know (laughs) if anyone has ever been through just like a season that you can like pinpoint and know that like that was so pivotal for you, like good or bad. And Probably, but it was honestly, I think it's probably more hard and bad for most people when they do this. But I decided to, when we broke up, just chop my hair off. Breakup hair. Breakup hair. That's such a thing. It's such a thing because Cami, I also found out, got extensions. So she was talking about this and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about this. But I, when I broke up with Steven, I got extensions in my hair and I only had them the whole time we were broken up. And Steven, <laughs> so to this funny. day, calls it my demon hair. 
Because he like he would said he would see pictures of me and be like, "Who is this who person? Is this girl? Like, I what don't is know she her. doing?" Yeah, and like I only had it, and then when we got back together, I had just taken them out. Isn't that crazy? I'm telling you, there's something. It's like I don't a know new it's, me. It's a new you, but that's how I also felt about breaking up. I was like, "Okay, we're broken up. Like this is me now. I do what I want. I'm in control of myself." And I just like thought the best symbolism to show that was to chop my hair off. Which, if we're gonna overanalyze this, it's like you were like cutting the weight off of your life. You're oh, like, get sure. rid of this weight, <gasps> and I was like putting weight on. I was like, I need not. not physically <laughs> i was gaining weight guys <laughs> grabbing those brownies wait out. do you know what i just thought of what? not only did i cut my hair off i got bangs whoa and let me tell you bangs are not for me listen i i know somebody who just went through a breakup and they had a whole new look thing too but it was like it was revenge hair too it's like it's, you look good you oh well good for her i mean was yours not good oh i thought it was but you look back and you're like mm. but i look back and i'm First like first of all how you with bangs, I'm sorry, I don't. I it's don't not agree. good. I'll find a photo. It's you're gonna laugh because it's you have bad. really thick hair, so I feel like it yeah, would just be this good. big, like it's not chunky block on your. forehead. I ended up having to like part it to the side. And every you have a day small and forehead like, too, praying for it to grow. It was wow. Anyway, it's okay. We it's all okay. go through. So you win some, you lose some. You know, you win some, you lose some. So, word to the wise: if you're going through a rough time, just leave your hair out of it. I promise. Preach. I promise. You will thank us later. Basic advice from Mandy. Basic advice from Mandy. Okay. <clears throat> So, which I can't take credit for. Whoever that meme was, thanks a lot. Um, Okay, so we left off. We had been dating for three and a half years. And in 2011, we were supposed to go on spring break vacation with my family to South Carolina. And this is someone who had been, like, my best friend for a long time. Like, we'd been dating. Like, this wasn't, like, a boy I dated. I started dating a week ago and was, like, didn't know who he was. Like, Are you I talking knew- about Tyler? Yes, yes, When you yes. said that, I was like, who? <laughs> you mean you and Tyler? You've been Sorry, together? My, yes, yes, okay. yes. Sorry. We had been together three and a half years at this point. And so we're getting ready for the trip. And I think from what I remember, we had been, like, fighting and, like, bickering quite a bit. And from my end, I know exactly what it was. I was definitely pressuring marriage on him. Because we had been together three and a half years. I knew I wanted to marry him. Which, how old were you? I was very young. I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it now, but like... I know, because I'm about to make fun of you. I know you are. I set you up to make fun of I you. I know, I know, but, it, <laughs> but it like, is... And how old were you? But it is what it is. Um, I was 21. No! Uh, I know, I, I know. Mean, okay, there's some listeners I'm right now I'm apologizing. Are, I know, and <laughs> honestly, kidding. I say that, but there's some people that get married that young and they're like killing it at life. Oh, I just totally. know me at 21, like 100% no. Yes, I... But you were from a small town and you loved Tyler. Well, and I had known him my entire life. So it's not like I met this guy when I was 19. I literally have known him since I was four or five. Like, I do not remember meeting him. So I just knew it in my bones. Like, this is my husband. And And I I do believe the you know when you know thing. Totally. Or when you know you know. Like, I think that is a real thing. So I feel like when you know, like, this is your person, it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient. And that's exactly – you, like, hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it was. So – None of my friends were married. It's not like I was looking around and was like, oh my gosh, everyone's getting married. Like, why am I getting married? Like, it was not that at all. It was genuinely like, okay, I like started my career. I am not like finishing college because my career is like taken off. Like, great. Now it's time for me to be married. Like I was support, I was able to live and support myself. So I was like, I can be married. Like, well, this I, is totally again, fine. I think that's, that's why it makes more sense for you because yes. you were, you were a girl. I mean, you had an incredible business. You it, were like crushing it. You were paying your own bills. Like that's right. very different than like that's true. Most 21 year old. That's true. I was like living in a dorm room, but so I did probably quit school. Not. So there's that. We can't win them all. You yeah. know? Okay. Just don't ever tell Gwen that. <laughs> yeah. No. I went to college, the college of life, Gwen. You know what? But we have, Tom and I both, this is another side note. Great side note. Uh, you know what we need to do? We need to make like a little theme song that just says side note. And then whenever we or like a button, like a button. it's like side note. Yeah, exactly. That's not good. Or yeah. like side note. <laughs> 
That's good. That's it. That's it. Cool. My man voice. Um, we have two theories. So my husband has a sleeve of tattoos. I do not have any tattoos. And when Gwen is like, Mom, I want a tattoo, I'm going to say no. And if she's like, well, Daddy has a whole sleeve, I'm going to be like, great. Do I have any? I'm a woman. You're a woman. You can't get any. And then when it comes to college, she's going to be like, I don't want to go to school. And then we'll be like, no, you have to. And she'll say, you didn't go. And I'll be like, well, your dad did. <laughs> so That's a great teamwork. We have, yeah, we have teamwork great here. teamworks where like one fails, the other like picks up. It's We're good. perfect. Um, and you didn't fail because you're doing great That's true. Yes. But when it comes, but yes, to each his own and the Lord will tell us And you follow your parent. path. Yes, exactly. So where was I? Oh, so yes, I was pressuring marriage, 21. And I could feel him sort of start to like, take a couple back steps every time I brought it up. And it would be little things like, let's go look at rings. Like we'd be on a date night and I'd be like, what do you think of this style? Oh, I really like this ring. Like it was just like me looking, Googling my, like my dream wedding ring all the time. And he, I could just tell, like he was never like rude about it, but he was very much like, okay, yeah, like sure. sounds good. And then in return, I would get upset because I would be like, well, I'm not getting what I want. How come you're not more excited? This whole thing. <clears throat> so we're getting ready to leave on my family spring break and it's like two days before and he calls me and he's like I'm not coming and I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> what are you talking about and he was just like I'm not coming and it was like a light switch had literally switched and he like overnight was a different human and he just so you had no like thought that that was gonna happen like no. you just called and you were like I mean I knew we happening? had been like bickering a little bit but I thought it was just like normal like we're gonna well we probably will get married like this is gonna be stressful like I thought it was just like we're going through a rough patch okay, you're like growing pains exactly not like yes we're not ending like, not like we're ending things yes and so um he just doesn't come and then I what did you say to your family I was gonna say looking back I think I went in immediately into protection mode over him because you know, when you when you love somebody, you want what's best for them and you don't want to shine them in like a bad light. And so I told my family, like, things just didn't work out. Like, I think he's really busy with school. Like, he's not coming. Like, didn't really give them the full story of how rude he was being to me. Um, and things so, didn't really work out. He's a total jerk. <laughs> he, he called me out of the blue. Out and, of the blue and yeah, he's not coming. So I, my poor, poor family, it was my parents, my sister, her husband, her kids. I made that spring break trip a living hell for my family. And I feel, (laughs) to this day, I apologize. It was like sulking because here's the thing. It's not like he just wasn't coming and I threw a fit. He didn't come. And then for an entire seven days, did not answer my text messages, did not pick up my phone calls, like literally went cold turkey, just did not talk to me. And you'd been together for three and, three and a half years. years. So wow. that's, yeah, that's really hurtful in that moment. And so I was like, if you're mad at me, that's fine. But I need to at least answer my phone calls. And so that's going on when we're on spring break. And my poor family, I just like made it terrible for all of them and wasn't eating. Like I, I it, like took a physical toll on me after a while. And so, and it was honestly because, not because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. I'm going to starve myself. It was like, I genuinely was sick to my stomach. And so like, it's almost like I couldn't hold anything down. It was really weird. Um, anyways, and so I get home, we get back home and he's like, well, you know, tell me when you get home, I'm going to, I'll come over and talk to you, whatever. So stands me up like the first time. So again, just like total jerk move. And this is like so bizarre to listen to just because I know Tyler so well. And I'm like, it's so not him. That's so not him. Which full disclosure, I got my, our sweet husbands. I told him that this was the episode we were going to do today. And I was like, 
is it you know are you good if i share this yeah. and he was like he was like yeah he was like and it was so like matter of fact just like shrugging his shoulders he was like totally like share what you want because it's like it's been so redeemed that oh, that yeah. tyler is not the tyler that i married well, which again, you'll come 21, to find out it's like we all go through growing seasons and like we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the totally. word of our testimony and when totally. we share like what we've walked through and where we've come from it actually makes like where you're at today, yes. so much sweeter. Because yes. you're like, wow, look Actually, what the Lord's done. What was the quote that Jamie Ivy did over the weekend? It was so similar to that. Like, we get to, like, because of our sins, like, we get to proclaim God's glory. Like, yeah, I think she, something like that. Like, where where we've, yeah, because where we've sinned or where mm-hmm. we've walked through tough stuff, like, that's where God can I mean, really enter in. Yeah, it's in our weakness. He's strong. So right. it's in those places that he's actually the most glorified. Totally. You yeah. know? And I, I don't think there's ever a perfect love story. Like, everyone has no. their season or thing that they walk through. And it's what's crazy part is, of life. you'll, like, we'll continue this with the story. But the crazy thing is, is I feel like it is perfect for us. Yeah. Because it's like, it it's your story. It's my story. And it's our story. And it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the marriage we do today had we not gone through all of this. Well, so. it's two imperfect people joining together so somewhere along the way you're gonna have a bump in the road totally because you're not a and be tested yeah in your relationship especially if you want to run towards christ together like satan loves to come in hot Mm -hmm. oh let me not forget to mention like speaking of this is like all coming back to me a week before no i'm sorry a month before he tells me that he's not coming on spring break he had given his life to jesus and gotten baptized a month before Wow. So I don't I don't even know if you knew that. No. Um, and it was almost like the minute he got baptized, something switched. And it, like, people are going to think this sounds crazy. But I swear to you, it was like Satan saying, like, oh, no, you're not. And it was like in that moment, he had, ne- he had never, like, fully been tested yet because he was kind of just, like, walking the line of, like, oh, yeah, I believe in God. But, like, wow, going to kind of do my own thing. That Like, just an easy, like, Christian. And... Whenever he got baptized and, like, fully was like, I love Jesus. I want to give my life to the Lord. It was like Satan started tempting him left and right. Isn't that crazy? Well, I think it's hard because I think we want to believe that when we become a Christian, like, that's when it's, like, everything's perfect and all falls together. But, like, why would the enemy really mess with somebody who, like, isn't really living for the Lord? Exactly. It's like that's a waste of his time, totally. right? Like He's like, well, you already could be on my side easy enough. Right, exactly. Yeah. But when you're, like, running after Jesus, like, of course he wants to, like, snatch that up. And, totally. like, and I think – I think what can happen is a lot of times I think churches without meaning to, they put this expectation that like when you give your life to Jesus, like everything's going to be perfect. You're going to be perfect. You're not going to sin. And so then when you come out of that water and it's spiritually, you are a new creation, but you still have your old ways and Mm -hmm. your old ways and your old thought patterns and your old habits that you have to like, because there's, you know, justification you're justified when you're saved right. before christ but then there's sanctification, sanctification yeah which is a process of like stripping that old man away totally and so i feel like for tyler he's such a i feel like he's so hard on himself he because is he's so pure-hearted yes. yes so i bet and this is just me being like a psychiatrist for him right no, now but i feel so like true. probably what happened was like he got you know the next day after he was baptized he's like oh wait like i'm still i shouldn't be me. tempted like this like why yeah. am i not perfect and then right. instead of like feeling like, well, I'm never going to measure up because he mm-hmm. just got frustrated and maybe mm-hmm. he didn't have good discipleship in mm-hmm. his life. He was like, well, whatever, screw it. That's I'm exa- just going to You literally, me. yeah, that's like, exactly it. I love how we can both speak into like Stephen and Tyler. Totally. Definitely, but yeah, that's totally it. He was just getting tempted and was like, well, I've just given my life to Christ. So if I'm getting tempted, I must be a bad Christian. Like, yeah, he's like, so th- here's the towel. Why? I'm screw throwing it, it in. Yeah. yeah. And so just kind of like stop talking to me altogether. It was pretty hurtful. And then... Gosh, there's so many details that, like, go into the in-between that, like, I could spend two hours talking about it. So I'm trying to think of how to, like, condense it. But long story short, 
we end up breaking up. He comes over and is like, I don't want to be with you. Like, I just, it's too much for me. Like, I'm not ready for this. And just kind of give me no real explanation. Looking back, I know that it was because I was pressuring, I was putting a lot of pressure on him. And honestly, I'm sure there's so many girls and maybe even guys who get like caught in this trap. But I loved him so much and I knew that he was going to be my husband that I put my whole worth into him and every expectation that I had, I wanted him to fulfill. And so... Anyways, sorry, I had, I had a little <laughs> sorry. I have done that. Okay, the reason she's laughing is because she was talking and I was like giving her like a thumbs up. She I was like, like, oh yeah, nodding. So I'm like, that's good. Like girls need to hear that. Girls need to hear that. But it's, we need to be reminded like that's not, because it's so easy to put our worth in like, well, this guy's going to fulfill my dream or like, mm-hmm. well, when I meet my husband, right. it's all going to be perfect. It's all going to make sense. And like, that's just not reality. That's not reality. And you can learn it from me because I'm about to tell you the rest yeah. of it. Big sister, these girls. Yeah. Yeah. So I was putting all of my worth in him. Again, I couldn't tell you that as the, t- like at the time it was happening, but the most beautiful thing about our breakup is he didn't talk to me, which was like really hard for me on his part. However, I have never in my life been closer to Jesus and, and honestly hit my knees ever in my life. And I grew up in the church. But I was not the girl who would open her Bible Monday through Friday at home. Like I would not, I didn't know how to spend one-on-one time with Jesus. It was very much, I go to church. It's kind of social for me. I'm liked there. I'm loved there. It feels comfortable. It's my second home. And we're good. Like it was not, that was kind of just church for me growing up. Um, I love my, I love my church. And I do think it's like a, it was a pivotal like stepping stone for my faith and who I am today. Um, But it definitely, I definitely didn't have the relationship with Jesus that like, I need him day in and day out, like not just on Sunday when I go to church. And so because of this time that I felt abandoned by the person that I put all my worth and all my hope into, Jesus really came in and just like wrecked me. And so I remember I was living by myself at the time. And I remember there was nights where I would just open my Bible and like five hours would pass because all I was doing was just like diving into the word of God. And I felt so misunderstood and so judged by family and friends that that was really the only place I felt seen and like understood. What made you feel like misunderstood by family and friends, do you think? Well, I think when you love somebody and when you're young, and I knew that, like I was trying not to be naive. I was like, I know I'm 21, but I'm telling you this is my husband. And so to a mom or a dad who loves their daughter and wants what's best for them, they're like, how can you love someone that's literally refusing to talk to you and the same with friends like girlfriends just want your back like everyone has that girlfriend that's like oh no he didn't yeah. and, <laughs> and everyone needs that girlfriend and everyone needs that girlfriend but I had those girlfriends that were constantly putting him down and I'm like can we just not like I know what he's doing is hurtful and I know it's like not wow. great but I still love him mm-hmm. so if you could not talk crap about him that would be really helpful to me and so and that's like that's tough because it's like I feel like I'm that girlfriend that's like you know know your worth you deserve better and it's like you it's that's true and then that but then it's also like at the end of the day I can't control you I can't like force you or tell you what you need to do I have to trust and pray pray for you and pray that God's gonna give you a word that's Mm -hmm. your word because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. he did give you a word that he was telling you this is your husband right and you needed to hold on to that and that if you listen to Kaylee's podcast that was her story too like right she you know she knew that Russ was her husband and Mm -hmm. like it was kind of a similar story to you guys yeah and it's hard because it's like it'd be easy to be like okay just let it go move on you know but like for whatever reason 
you couldn't. And I wouldn't even advocate this for every girl because there there are a lot of situations where like love is blind. And I know that love is blind in, in a lot of cases, like even in like different weeks that we'd been broken up or whatever. Um, but I do think there's those cases where it is not meant to be your husband and you still feel like, no, but I love him. Like you don't understand. And my advice to that would be to just spend time with Jesus and just ask him and he will 100% show you. Mm-hmm. So... He showed me in this way. So we had been broken up for, oh gosh, we broke up in March 2011 and we got back together really not until March 2012. So almost a full year of being broken up. And also for somebody going through a breakup, my biggest, strongest advice to you is no matter if you broke up with him, he broke up with you, it was a mutual breakup, cut the cord. Cut Cut the the cord. cord, which I will share that. That's part of my story too. It's the quickest way the quickest to way. get the result that it's, you need. Yes. And, and oh my gosh. people told my, my parents told me that, like older, wiser friends told me that. But when you are so afraid of losing something, you don't want to. And it's like, and you Which just, ultimately, if you, even in your case where God was telling you he's your husband, what God really wants is you to trust him. him. Yes. And so if you can be like, I'm actually letting this go because God, if it's going to come back around, it has to be you. It has to be you and not, and not by my will. And not because like, I'm like showing up at his doorstep yes. every second or texting or like exactly. stalking him on Instagram yes. and like, yes. just like, oh weird, you're here. So am I. So no. am I. Yes. So the number one mistake I made, lesson number one, <laughs> the number one mistake I made was not cutting the cord in the beginning and I wasted my time and did more harm to myself and to us personally by spending the first three months trying to figure out why he broke up with me, what he was doing, who he was talking to, and it consumed my life. Like I lost 15 pounds. I didn't talk to friends. I let other relationships go. I was rude to my parents. They didn't understand. Like it was like I became the worst version of myself because I was so consumed with him, which again is another red flag of like, okay, were you, like not only were you putting all of your hope into him, but you were putting your whole identity into him. And at that point, it literally took Jesus to just wreck my world every single night through his word in a way that like only he could do. And so, yes, that is my number one advice. Cut the cord, because when you cut the cord, there's quicker healing. Jesus can speak to you clearer. It's my number one advice to every girl that's going through a breakup. Like if they're like, well, I just don't know how it's going to end. Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. Guess what? There's freedom and you not having control over it. And you're going to have the best love story when you give it to God. So I wish I would have done that sooner. That's so good. I did not. Um, so six months in, I learned my lesson the hard way. It just kept getting worse and worse. Relationships got hurt. Him and I were sort of talking, but not really. Would kind of see each other, but not really. When really we should have just not seen each other at all. Um, and just hurt. Just We come from a very small town. And so I would see him hanging out with other people or other like mutual friends and then them lying to me about it. And so then that's kind of when the shame and embarrassment entered in, entered in. And it very much felt like, okay, God, here we are, this like prom king and queen in high school, which sounds so cheesy, but as a 21 year old, this is how I was thinking. Um, here we are as this like prom king and queen of our high school. Like everyone knows who we are. We're, we're popular. Like people love us. Like we're such a cute couple. We're like kind to each other. And then all of a sudden we're just not together. And as, as a 21 year old who's like sitting at home looking on Facebook at these things, it's just so hurtful. And I'm sure, I'm sure so many girls listening. Well, and that's the worst, like that we live in this day and age where like there is social media. Totally. And, like, we weren't meant to know what our exes are doing, no, you know, all the never. time. No. But it's like we can. And that's hard because it's like, yeah, you could get on and see like who he, who he's hanging with and totally. like what they're doing. And then you're just like making up scenarios in your head that aren't true. Exactly. We've all been there. Yes, you know? Exactly. And so, 
My second <laughs> word to the wives would be to find community and other women who can pour Jesus into you. Not just like their opinion, not just like what they think is best, not not someone that will sit there and bash the person that broke up with you. Like literally find community that loves the Lord and just spend time with them and spend time being a girl and having fun. Like don't even worry about what your ex is doing. Um, which is so easier said than done, but the busier that you find, I mean, if you isolate yourself, which the enemy wants, like, what are you going to do? You're going to be on social media. You're going to be thinking about it. But if you can like be with good friends Mm -hmm. and be at church and be Mm -hmm. in the word and like Mm -hmm. be in worship, Jesus will take care of you. Time will wrap you in his arms, girly. He will. His wraparound presence. It's a real thing. (laughs) So that was the second mistake I made. And then there i'm trying to think okay so the the here was the breaking point or should we start or should we start to okay we'll keep going we're almost then um so the so the breaking point was we had been through this breakup so many people were hurt there was a bunch of lies told super embarrassing the most like the smallest i've ever felt in my life and most alone i've ever felt in my life and i'm living by myself and one day i get a knock on my door and it's him and he has this look on his face and basically had told me that he was so sorry for the past six months. Like, he couldn't believe he had been acting that way. He didn't know who he was. Like, he was just so apologetic. And basically, I had been asking him this whole time if he was hanging out with this girl that other friends had, like, told me they had maybe seen them together, whatever. And he lied to me multiple times and said no. And then whenever I saw him, he just, like, couldn't hold like he couldn't hold a lion anymore and basically just told me like yes I've been seeing this other girl and at that point my flesh was like I hate you get the f out like I literally had all totally all these words like I wanted to like say and do and the only thing I could do was say like okay like and and as he leaves I will never forget this he he's crying he leaves my apartment and when he leaves my flesh told me like what a jerk I'll never see him again like you know all these cuss words are through my head like everything but it was the craziest out-of-body experience that like I know now was only the Holy Spirit but I fell to my knees when he left so he wasn't even in the room anymore he left I fell to my knees and Jesus told me I forgive you every single day this is your chance to forgive him Oh my gosh. Which it's like it's crazy. so hard because the girl like in me is like, don't forgive him. But it's I know. like but that is, I mean, like it's crazy. I know. And okay, with this, ca- caveat to that. Like, if after this story he had never shown you any reason to trust him again uh, totally. and he kept lying, yes. like, okay, <laughs> forgiveness is different than forgetting, right? Oh, like mm. you don't have to forget and he still needed to earn his trust yes. back, which I know is a part of your story. Totally. So we're not saying like, okay, forgive your boyfriend for cheating on you or do whatever he's doing. Right. Like, no, no, no. It's like you forgive because forgiveness is for your heart. Yes. Like you didn't need to carry on that baggage anymore. You were no. walking around with shame. You're walking around with like this burden with mm-hmm. like feeling like all these crazy thoughts in your head. Like mm-hmm. that's what God was actually healing you from. Mm-hmm. And then it was a process from there on out for totally. Tyler to show you yes. that he accepted your forgiveness mm-hmm. and wanted to repent, which repentance literally means to turn it on and go the other direction. Oh so if gosh, you're going to yeah. repent, you have to like not only confess it, which he did, mm-hmm. but then your actions should follow that. Should follow. And yes. he did. And he did. So he leaves. And in that moment, I literally heard, I heard those words, Jesus tell me, I forgive you every day. This is your chance to forgive him. And then I fell to my knees and he had been, he was out of the apartment for probably a good like 10 minutes at this point. And then I just heard go after him. So again, sounds like a crazy person. Sounds like a rom-com actually. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and so I get in my car, I go after him. 
I I get to his house. He's still in his truck. He's bawling. And I open the car door and I will never ever, I can still see it perfectly in my head. I'll never forget this moment. I open the car door and I just like very, I like let him have it very matter of fact. Like it was like, I was still going to be like a really mad girl, but I was also going to be like, this is what Jesus told me. So here's this. And I just opened the door and I was like, I'm so mad at you. You've hurt me so bad, but I know that I want to make this work. And so this is going to be really hard. But like, if you're ready to work at this, then I'll see you tomorrow. And then I shut the door and I left. Yes. And mic drop moment. It was kind of just like, it just happened. Like the, it was like, I didn't even have time to think. Like the words just came out. And I would love to tell you guys that the next day was butterflies and rainbows and we forgave each other and it was like the best dating life of our experience. That is not the case. It was 100% a process. You go through like waves of, do I forgive them? I think I forgive them. There's a lot of like bridges you have to mend. There's just like a lot that went on after it, which this is how the Lord is so kind and so good to us is that I don't even remember every single detail of the story because Jesus has completely covered it with his grace. So a lot of it, a lot of times I'll think like, oh my gosh, I remember the hurt. Like I can tell you every specific detail, but to be honest, I really can't. Like I don't remember. I know there was really hard times like getting through this next season of just kind of forgiving each other and learning how to date again and like learning the boyfriend and girlfriend that we did want to be. But the best thing we did, which is here's my number three advice. If you've broken up and you're getting back together, my best advice to you is to not fall into old habits. So if you if you've been dating someone for a long time or even just a short amount of time and you break up and you're like, okay, it's time to like, you know what, or get off the pot. <laughs> um, that's my one of my favorite sayings. Um, then my best advice to you is just to start over. So start fresh and be like, and that's what we did. It wasn't like, okay, this isn't old Tyler and Amanda. You can't come over to my house and just chill on the couch and watch a movie. Like if you're going to date me, you have to court me. And that means like so scheduling a date with me, take me out to dinner. And that's what he did. And he one by one, like literally day by day, like earned my trust back. And again, I'd love to say that like, at the first five-star restaurant he took me to, it was like a proposal. But sometimes those five-star restaurants, I would end up leaving crying and I wouldn't talk to him for a week. And it was because I had to work through my own. You both had hurt. We both had, had to hurt. work through it. Yes. And you had to know if you could trust him again. Totally. And that's real. Yes. And so there was – I will never forget this day. We went – it was – you know what? Now I really didn't know the Holy Spirit at this time. I like – I was getting to know Jesus on a deeper level and it was like – obviously a time when I'm so thankful that I hit my knees, but I never thought of this until I'm telling the story, which is really cool. I'm having this revelation. So the whole thing happened on spring break, 2011 and on spring break, 2012, my family went on another vacation and he came with me and I was battling at this point. Like I knew we were, I knew we were in a good season. Like I knew we were friends again. I knew our friendship was solid. Like I knew that I loved him, but like I wasn't, I was probably 80% sure that I wanted to marry him because, you know, you have doubts after something like that. Totally. And so we were in Seaside, Florida, and he's walking along with my dad. They're just, like, chit-chatting and, like, having a great time. And I look over at him, and it was, like, without a shadow of a doubt, I was like, that's who I'm going to marry. Wow. And I ju- I'm just having this realization that it happened literally on both spring breaks. That's so crazy. That is – that's not crazy. That's totally – It's totally Jesus. Redemption. It was, like, redemptive. Yeah. That's so redemptive. So and, – and, and I had been praying. I was like, okay, like, obviously I want you to come on this family vacation. Like, it's going to be really fun. But, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, I hope I'm not leading you on because I don't really know if I'm going to marry you anymore. Like, I'm just trying to work through a lot yeah. of stuff myself. And so I had just been praying to God, like, just show me, God. Like, make it so clear. And he was walking, like, on this board with my dad. And I just looked over at him and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to Well, did you feel like kind of at that time – that there was this part of you that wanted this perfect story still and you were like well I'm ashamed or like this totally. isn't the story I want to have for my yes. husband yes there was I would say I'm I would say probably 
it took a good like two years after this happened for me to really be able to like share the story with confidence of like, okay, this is not who we are. This is the story that's been that that we wrote for ourselves. But God came in and made it totally beautiful. And like we're the ones that broke it. But he came in and like made it this beautiful story that like only he can do. And again, that's the only way he can shine through is when we like point it back to him and show how broken we really are. And I think it's so beautiful because really, I mean, you kind of without meaning to you would put yourself in a situation where like the alternative, it was either that this happened mm-hmm. and Tyler broke up with you and you walk through this season and then he came back and was sure and he mm-hmm. was pursuing you, which is mm-hmm. the way it should have been anyways. Mm-hmm. And you felt like desired and wanted or the alternative was you kept pressuring him. He right. proposed to you because you pressured him. Totally. And then even when he gets it on one knee, you're questioning, wait, did I make Are him you do this? this? Yes. And that is something the Lord showed me like in our quiet times, I was like, thank God that my now husband, boyfriend at the time, thank God he didn't just please me and buy a ring and get down on one knee just just for the sake of pleasing me and giving me what I wanted. Like, that is not what I want in a husband at all. Like, I think at the time, as a 21-year-old, I wanted someone who did everything for me. And he, Tyler is such a, he, he is so easygoing that for, unless you have Jesus to like, in the Holy Spirit to stand with you on that like characteristic, it can go both ways. Like it can be really awesome for people. Like he's when you're, such an Enneagram nine. He's such an Enneagram nine. He's so easygoing. And so for someone who's dating, I was like very high maintenance at the time as a 21 year old, like doing my own thing that he said it was just easier to give me what I wanted. And you ran the show. And that's and not I what ran you the show. Want. No, and I, marriage, I totally wanted, ran the you show. You a teammate and yes. a leader. For three and a half years of dating, I ran the show. And I really had to learn how to submit. And I know that that's like such a sticky word for a lot of girls. Like I've even had friends that are like, I took that out of my wedding vows because like I refuse to submit. And I'm like, here's the thing. When my husband loves the Lord way more than he loves me, I want to submit to that because totally. he's going to lead me and my family way better than I could because I'm a girl and I'll want to just be a girl boss and run the show all the time. And it doesn't mean he tells me what to do. He puts me in a corner. Like it doesn't right. mean he like runs my life, but it means like, hey, I want your opinion at the end of the day. And like, well, it's like mutual submission. It's like you, you come together and you're one. And so like he respects and listens to your opinion. You respect and listen to his. And when he makes a decision, you trust it. Right. And you know, like that he's leading you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And like, exactly. he's not perfect. There's many times where he's, there's times where Steven's let us in something that I'm like, mm, okay, I wouldn't have done that, <laughs> but all right. Mm, okay. Um, and there's times where I've made decisions without asking him that I look back and I'm like, dang it, I should have asked him. Yeah, you because totally. I have this amazing teammate that I didn't use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and know? that's what it is. It's a teammate. Like that's a perfect word for it. So uh, that was a little longer than I wanted to be, but all that to say that is how we came to. So he, we broke, we got back together um, March 2012. He proposed August 1st, 2012. We were married New Year's Eve 2012. Wow. So after that, it was a whirlwind. So he did he, and he had broken up with you March 2011. Wow. So it was like, yeah, that's crazy. It was pretty crazy. But it was, it was that moment when you know, you know, it was like we had been through hell and back together and honestly just fell more in love with Jesus separately and when you're when you date when you're 17 and 21 you grow to like those first three and a half years you grow so much individually and as a couple and we were just not growing well as a couple together at all and the Lord knew that we needed to be separated and I would not be the wife I am today he would not be the husband that he is today had we not been taken apart and shown that like hey without Jesus your relationship is nothing and I was running the show Tyler was pleasing me giving me whatever I wanted and at the end of the day, that's not the marriage I want. And so I'm so thankful that 
the Lord took us apart. And like, I was so stubborn that he almost had to like put me against a brick wall to be like, all right, you've gotten here. So I don't know where else you're going to go, Amanda. Like it's either like down or like you're just in a bad marriage. So you get to choose. Yeah. So kind of knocked me to my feet, but I'm just so thankful. And it honestly taught me so much in marriage now of like, if the Lord is telling me something, like you better listen because if you don't, it's not going to end pretty. And I think that's a good lesson to learn before you got married because it's like you you learn to listen to God through the hard stuff so that yes. whenever you got married, you already both knew what that voice sounded like. Right. And the consequences when you don't yeah. obey your heavenly father. Totally. Those are real. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so you better obey your daddy. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> obey your daddy. Amazing. Okay, so there's my story. We know this is kind of like a longer than usual episode, but it's only because we really, really believe that and pray that girls will be benefited by this episode because we know we're not the only ones that have gone through totally. hard breakups. So that being said, Cammie. Yes. When did you break up? Oh my god. When did the extensions come in? <laughs> When's what I get did extensions? you learn? <laughs> well, the thing is, is my story may not be as long as yours because I feel like you could pretty much take your story and like swap me for Tyler. <laughs> This and you true. for Steven. This and that's true. pretty much my story. Um, this is why we're friends. Except unlike Tyler, mine was not out of the blue. So Tyler calls you out of nowhere. You're yes. like, what is happening? It's out of the blue. For he me, hit a point. I feel like, you know, Steven and I have been together since high school. We had had a couple breaks here and there in college and in high school. And by breaks, I mean, you know when you're like, we're going on a break and it's like, what does that even mean? Even like, that's mean, not totally. a thing. It's basically like, hey, I want, for me, it was like, hey, I'm interested in someone else and I want to be able to freely flirt with them (laughs) and not feel any consequences. So if I tell you I'm going on a break with you, that means I can pretty much do whatever I want and you can't judge me. But I still want to hold on to you because I think you're really cute and I love you and you treat me great, but I still want to have my own thing. So my first, oh, this is so real. I'm going to get real, real because this is me. So in high school, I, the first time we went on a break was because there was a guy in show choir and theater with me, which is my (laughs) world and Steven was in sports world and he was super cute we flirted all through show choir I was like super into him never would have actually dated him right but then you get to the point where you're flirting so much that there's so much like like, sexual chemistry you're like I need to know where this can go yeah I need to follow my flesh and I'm I clearly (laughs) struggle with lust apparently and I need to know what's gonna happen and it ended with him well not ended our my relationship with Steven ended because he wrote a song Stephen wrote a no, song? No, not Stephen. Oh my gosh. No. I literally was about to have a heart attack. That would be very interesting. <laughs> and I would love to hear that song. Um, no, but I mean, that was another thing. Was this guy, I think when you're in high school, you're figuring yourself out. Like, I don't oh, even, I'm not even 100%. mad at myself because I'm like, did I treat Stephen with the utmost respect? Like, no. Was I a high school girl who had no clue what she wanted? Yes. yes. Did it feel great to get flirted with with cute boys? Yes. yes. Did I know that my identity was in Christ yet? No. <laughs> no. I loved the attention. And I I'm a performer. I love all the answers. Yeah, so too. I liked that attention. And that's something I've struggled with and I've really had to work through that. But um, actually, do you know the Charlie Puth song? Like, you just want attention. Oh, I'm like, mm. <laughs> That convicts me. Like, I listen to that song and I'm like, ooh. You're like, okay, uh-oh. you're right. I do I'm like, a been bit. there, done that. Like, that's real. Like, <laughs> Which, let's be let's be honest. What girl does not like being flirted with? Oh, like, totally. It's a compliment. And so yes. you feel in your flesh like, oh. Okay. But it's like, when you, once you get married, and we'll talk about this in the marriage episode, like, for me, I've had to be like, that is a hard, no. like, boundary. Yeah. Because, cause, yeah, I just know myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, actually, I had a conversation with a friend last night about that. Because being in a, a musician, like, being in bands, being around dudes, right. like, 
it's like just you have to really set those boundaries hard. And early, I just know early yeah, on. And I never had brothers. And I think that's a big part of mm-hmm, it was I grew mm-hmm. up with just girls. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like any guy relationship from a young age was like, I have a crush on you. Totally. That's it. I mean, I didn't really have guys around that weren't my dad that right. like were in my world. And right. so I didn't really know how to relate to guys without mm-hmm. being flirty. I'm the girl. You're the guy. Yeah. Yes. Very clear. We flirt. This is what we, we do. Flirt. So I've, I've really learned and worked through that. But so in high school, this guy writes this song, and already I'm like, okay, you can do something Stephen can't. Like, this is so interesting. You're a musician. I'm like, is this who I want to date? Like, I don't know. And the song, the hook of the song is, I'll still feel this way 100 years from now, even, and then he played this, like, beautiful piano part, if you're still dating Stephen. Like, that was the song. How have you never told me this? And unless he was like, I still feel this way 100 years from now, even, if you're still dating Steven, yes. And he played this for me in show choir and like everyone was like, oh, like, and of course Steven hears about it. Of course he hears about it. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is so romantic. Like, it's the secret love affair and show choir. Like, he still like, wants me, even if I'm with, me, even if even I'm if I'm dating with my Steven. boyfriend. So I break up with Steven. And then right when I break up with Steven, I'm like, oh, you're not that cute. Like, it's like this, re- <laughs> it's like this happens so frequently in our relationship. It's like, it honestly reminds me of Adam and Eve. It's like, I see the apple. Yes. I taste the apple and then I'm like, this like, apple this sucks. wasn't worth it. This tree of knowledge of good and evil is junk. What was I thinking? I was that in the Garden is... of Eden and I really screwed this up. So that was so kind of good. a pattern for our relationship from high school through college. Like I always would have like different guy friends that I was like, I would never have dated, but mm-hmm. it was like I enjoyed, I enjoyed just the attention. Like attention, if I'm being yes. honest. Yeah. And like, Which I have a question. So. Because I feel like you and Tyler are so similar. Tyler always tells me that in that season, because I even, obviously now looking back, I'm like, so what were you thinking? Like, right. why did that even like happen? And, and he will say like, I knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to marry you and that you were the one. But he was like, I, that it scared me to death. Totally. And so he was like, it was easier for me to just kind of push you aside and know that like, you'll probably still be there, but like, I'm willing to take that chance because I don't want to like, I don't want to like fully jump in and commit yet. Well, and I think that's the hard thing about dating is more often than not, there's one person that's like all in and mm-hmm. the other person is like unsure. Right. And I feel like the crazy thing about marriage is you have to have two people that are hundred yes. percent. Like it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred and a hundred. You yes. both have to be And you know all what? In. From six years of being married, some days it's 80, 20. Yeah. Like, totally. You oh, have to be willing years, to like p- pick up the slack sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're like looking at your spouse and you're like, uh, where are you? I need you. Hello. <laughs> um, but I feel like in dating, it was like, I knew that Steven was always going to be there. I mm-hmm. mean, he said, he tells me and he said it before, like he knew at 16, I was his wife. Like he knew that so sweet. and he treated me that way. I mean, he really mm-hmm. like, I mean, no one's perfect, but man, like I look back Aww. at Steven knowing like that he was a high school boy and like a college boy and like the amount of respect and like love and romance so and the sweet. way he treated me honestly it was like to a detriment for him Aww. because it was like I knew he was always going to be there like right and our relationship wasn't and it's, it's really easy to take advantage totally because our relationship wasn't this like spicy like mm-hmm. thing and I'm like this you know person that wants all this like I'm a, I'm a drama queen like I like the drama and our relationship <laughs> was not dramatic because it was steadfast so and, and true yeah and so for me it was like you know I'd meet a guy randomly and I'd be like I would flirt but I'm like I never would have would have like physically cheated on Steven right but it was this emotional thing and I don't even think I realized that that was a sin until you know we're getting older Mm -hmm. we're getting closer to marriage and kind of like you were saying like Steven starts talking about marriage we're about to graduate college we've been dating for seven years it was Mm -hmm. the natural like next next step people around us who dated way less were getting married and it was just this like this is what's gonna happen and 
um, I think in that moment, well, for, for us, it was, we were about to graduate. Well, no, he graduated in May of 2011. 2011. Which, I, again, same year. like, the Lord is so crazy With in our his stories, timing. I know. Like, Cammie and I were not really, like, talking really much at this point, which no. is so crazy. And no. we were, like, living the same alternate life. We didn't even know. So, 2011 in May, Stephen graduates, and he immediately leaves from Nashville to go to, um, to medical school in Fort Worth. And at that point in my life, I was about to graduate in August because I took a little small victory lap there in the summer. Yeah, and, did. um, and I actually signed my first record deal. It was an independent record label. And I'm thinking like, this was is Air of a Kingdom. This was Air of a Kingdom time. It was radioactive entertainment. I know this song. And as a, you know, voice major at Belmont, I'm thinking this is like everything I've ever wanted. Like right. my dreams are coming true. And to be honest, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm an achiever. Like you put a goal in front of me and that's all I'm gonna I can get see. It. I'm going to run after it. And it was really just this realization of like, there is nothing that's going to take me away from this dream. Like if you're going to be in Texas, like I'm not leaving Nashville. And in my mind, it was really putting God in a box of like, this is the only place where music can happen. And so right. if you're going to be there, like that's not a thing. And so really in May when he moved, he didn't know it. And I'm sure in his like spirit, he could feel it. But I started to like emotionally pull away and we could have blamed it on the distance, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that. It was like, I was just terrified and really it wasn't that it was him. It was that I was not ready to be a wife. Yeah. And I think I'm sure that's how Tyler felt in a way too. But I look at my parents and I have the best example of marriage. They have such a beautiful marriage. And I knew that marriage in my mind was forever. And mm-hmm. I being an artist, a creative, like unsure where life was going to take me, something that was that permanent, like something that was going to be like a forever thing. It's scary. was terrifying yeah. to me. And I was like, what if I want to do this? What if I want to do that? Like... And so the first break we had before he, um, like the closest one to before we really broke up was I went to Italy my senior year in college and I met this guy who was like older. He was a chef. He lived in LA. He was there studying. He was like, and I'm like, this is like a romance movie. And I'm like, he's like, so absolutely. cute. He was so cute. Absolutely. You can cook me dinner. Yeah. I'm like, you're so, you know, and I'm like, I'm just having these thoughts of like, I remember coming back from that trip and saying to Steven, because he was talking about living on the beach and all this stuff. And I was like, I just want to be able to go live in New York or LA for a year. And like, you're never going to do that. And like, your life is so set in stone with your, you being a doctor. And like, I just want to be able to do whatever. And like, I don't know if I can commit to this, which is so ironic because what did we end up doing for his job? Living on the beach. Living in LA. And can I tell you something? I don't know if you even, I know I've told you this, but the exact town that we moved to in LA is the exact town that that chef lives. And he owns two restaurants in that town, which is a small town, like, in L.A. County. And I literally pulled up two times to a red light, and he was at the red light next to me. Can we? I'm like, wh- and I, like, obviously, like, never even, like, like looked glimpse. at him. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But I'm like, God is funny. Because literally. here I am. We never went to those restaurants because I'm just like, you're like, this is too weird. No. But it just was this that weird thing. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? So long story wow. short, it just got to a point where I was like, Stephen was all in and I wasn't. And I remember he came to visit me in Nashville and we had the best weekend. It was like, an, it was so sweet and romantic. And I think we made out like 90% of that weekend. <laughs> and it was just like, so, you know, I went to church together, prayed together too. We weren't just making out, but like we just, he's just the best. And I, the last dinner before he left, I looked at him and I just said, I can't do this. And The look on his face, like, I'll never forget, because he was like, what? 
And I was like, I'm sorry. He was probably so confused. He was like, we just had the best weekend. So confused. And, and he even said, he was like, what are you talking? I was like, I just like, I'm not going to, like, I'm, I'm not ready to get married. And like, I don't see our lives fitting together. And, um, and the craziest part is, so he left, he got on a plane and right before he got on the plane, he said, he looked me in the eyes and he said, I know you're my wife. So if you need to figure this out now, I'd rather you do this now than like 10 years into marriage. He goes, but don't call me. Don't text me. Oh, don't talk mm, to me. He was mm, like, because mm. we are long. Because at the point we were long distance anyways. He so did what he did. He the did, advice I am telling you to do. You cut the cord. He cut the cord. You're like, if this is you, you Ooh. run with it. But guess what? I'm not going to be dragged along for and it. And what he did in that moment was he he wasn't that puppy dog that I was dragging around anymore. He was yeah. like, hey. I'm worthy of, of having someone who's in. Mm. And if you're not going to be in, you don't get to be halfway in, halfway out. Because at that point, too, we were long snap. distance. So he was like, if you call me, if you text me, if you do all these things, like, it's basically like we're dating. Because right. And you're and at that point, you're, like, dragging me along. And totally. that's not fair. So the weirdest thing, though, was, like, you would think we'd been together, like, six or seven years at this point that I would have cried. Or I'm telling you, I did not shed one tear. I drop him off. I'm in cold-hearted. Like, done Kimmy like, that was Tyler yeah. I will I will literally there's been times where, of course you know like we like we talk about these seasons like randomly or whatever and I'll be like did you not feel bad or like was there not a part of you that was like because because he he said he loved me um and he, he he's like I know that that was real because it was three and a half years but he was like he was like Amanda honestly he was like it was like a wall was built up and he said it was so easy for me not to feel anything towards you oh totally well it was just one of those things where I just I was like, this is my goal. And like, you're, I don't, I don't see how God can make this story make sense. And like, I didn't want to talk to God about it. I didn't actually want to ask his heart about it. Yeah. And also I had this sin of like wanting attention. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're slowing me down from that. Like if I'm with you, if I get I can get flirted you, with if you're always on with? my arm. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to be that wife that's like flirting with random dudes at bars. But like in that season of my life, I was like, yeah, I, I, I want attention, you know? And <laughs> And also, it's so funny because I hear I'm pursuing this career in Christian music, and I'm in the most selfish phase of my life. Mm. I'm like, it's all about me. Um, that is such – I, like, just want to do a side note. That is such a beautiful picture of, like, Christian, like, celebrity life, too, is that, like, don't – like, there could be people that you follow or, like, musicians where you're like, oh, my gosh, like, they sing these songs about Jesus. Like, they preach about Jesus. It's amazing. They must be but perfect. it's like They must be perfect. But at the end of the day, we are all human – and just because your job or your career, like whatever, falls under the umbrella of like Christianity, doesn't mean that there's not broken things like that are still hidden oh, totally. and like being hidden that people can still be like walking through. And I'm just again, like we were saying to you, I'm just thankful that God revealed all of this to me in my heart before mm-hmm. I got married because I really like had to come to grips with like where I was getting my identity, where I was getting my attention and affection. It's so and, good. Like, it's a the thing with getting attention from guys is it's a quick fix. Mm-hmm. You can. You can get it and it can make you feel good, but it goes away. It's the same with like a like on Instagram. It's like you can get, you know, those likes and it makes you feel good, but Mm -hmm. it's not actually like speaking to who you are. Right. um, It can feel good and not be fulfillment. Totally. Those one-liners, Amanda's got them. (laughs) Um, So long story short, um, for me, what ended up happening was I made it very clear to Steven. I was like, well, I'm not going to date anyone else. I'm just like not going to like date you. And of course, I meet a guy. Um, <laughs> As I think one like does. the week after I broke up with Stephen, honestly, um, which is just funny in itself. And I hadn't dated anyone crazy. since I was sixteen, so yes, I didn't no. even know. Like, I met this guy, and I'll be honest. Like, here's the thing that's so funny is when I watch The Bachelor. Like, I have this like 
deep, deep, like understanding and like compassion when they're, when it's like the last day and there's like those two people and they're like, like they really have feelings for one person and they like have to pick the other person. And it's like, I really do think you can have feelings for two people at the same time. Oh, for sure. So there was this part of me that was always like, obviously in love with Steven because nothing had changed. I hadn't even dealt with the emotions of that. But then I'm getting pursued by this guy who's incredible. And like, honestly, I can't say anything bad about this person. Like he on paper was like everything doing everything right. I mean, we would talk on the phone for like hours and like, just like, and, and, just oh, and the irony of all of it, it was long distance, <laughs> which but like, what the heck, Cammie, you can't even date a Nashville guy. Like I met him cause I was doing a, a worship thing in a different town and I was friends with this cousin and I meet him and it was like that moment of just like, you're so cute and interesting and you love Jesus and you're nice. And it was like, I'm just thinking, oh, he's just calling me because we're friends. And I, but then I'm like, my friends who are, have been dating are like, um, he's, he's into, into you. you. No this one like- calls. And then, you know, of course, I'm going to New York like the next week and he works in New York. And so we're there at the same time. And then this is like my romance, like feeding into that of like, I'm in New York City. And did you have voice- extensions in? I did have extensions. Yep. I had my extensions. And it's like this, there oh, comes this that demon here. Wooing me. And like he like paid for dinner for all my friends and like was just, it was just oh, this like romantic. he was whining and dining. He was whining and dining. And he was so sweet and wonderful. Yeah. And I like, I was not really... I never had a moment where I brought it to God. I literally was like just like living my life and like enjoying being in the moment and I was not letting myself process because I knew yeah. there was deep work that needed to be done. Like right. I was like but you weren't ready for I it. I wasn't ready. I wanted to just enjoy it. I was like, this guy's awesome and I want to yeah. just enjoy this. And like but it was like again, when you watch The Bachelor and they're like, there's that there's two people and they have to choose and it's like this one person is like amazing and they're like I could totally see life with this person but there's this other person that they're like I can't see my life without, without this him person. oh and so that's so good what happened was this guy that I'm dating I was he was so patient but I was like we're dating but I wouldn't let him kiss me and I don't even know if we were actually I mean we were dating but we never actually like had a DTR because I wouldn't have it because I would not have a real conversation um <laughs> you're like oh what's DTR let's just have like, fun no, we're just having fun it's fine let's have sushi uh, <laughs> exactly we did eat sushi I was like let's just eat sushi it's fine um but then I wouldn't let him kiss me because in my mind, I, I think I just, I knew that would make it real. And I knew I'd have to go to Steven at some point and say, like, I kiss this guy. And yeah. so I kept like putting it off. And let's be real. There's great like chemistry when you're not letting someone kiss you. It's oh, also very absolutely. fun. So I was like, we're not going to kiss. Well, then he comes in town and he kisses me. And when we kissed, it was like the reality of everything. It was the, it was the apple tasting bad again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just this, like, epiphany of, like, this is real. Like, I can't – and actually, I think that same weekend, his cousin, which was really sweet because we were friends, was like, hey, I just need you to know, like, I don't know where you're at with this, but, like, he really likes you. And, like, this – I don't know if this is just a rebound for you because he knew I'd been dating Steven for forever. For a long time, He was like, but for him, like, this is real. And so if you're just, like, playing games, like, this is – and I'm really glad I had a friend that would say that to me. Say that, yeah. Um. But it was just this moment of like, I could go down this path and I could continue to date this guy and continue to like, let him be amazing because he is amazing. Mm -hmm. But like when I really, in that moment he kissed me, it was like this like flash went off in my heart and I felt like I had cheated on my husband. Like that's the best way to describe it. And I like the thought that night of like being like, I'm going to have to call Steven and tell him that like I've kissed someone else. And I, I just, I was like, I don't. I just don't know what that, to say. It's almost like that feeling 
broke your heart more than like wanting to be with somebody else. it's like it's like that overpowered like the feeling of not having Steven like overpowered any feeling that could have felt good outside of right him. and it was like I totally I look back and I don't know if I'm a believer of like there's only one person for you I'm not sure how I feel about that mm-hmm. um I think God knows you're gonna be with and I think that like there's best case scenarios and totally um I think I could have chosen a different path and I don't think mm-hmm. I would have been like damned in my life like I think honestly like <laughs> this guy was amazing so who knows it could have been great um but I remember just that moment of like when I thought about my future it was like there was no way Stephen wasn't in it like there just wasn't and I and I remember that was the first night I ever cried I hadn't cried about our breakup I hadn't cried you let yourself feel it and I like went inside after having this amazing kiss and I should have been like on mine. yeah and I walk inside and I just am bawling and I'm like oh my gosh like I've gotten myself into now I have these two great guys that I've like you're like what have I done yeah and I'm like what have I done and I'm like I need to figure this out like Kimmy you need to like come to grips with what's happened and it was just this moment for me and you know huge processing through that what ended up happening was I was actually gonna go home for Christmas anyways pretty soon after that and I changed my flight to go home early and I go I hadn't talked to Steven. I hadn't seen him. And then I'm like freaking out on the flight home. Like, is he dating someone else? Like, what if he doesn't want to like, see Like, what me? if he doesn't care, right? Yeah. Like, um, and so I go and I'm like, I talk with him and we have like the come to Jesus conversation. He picks me up from the airport and it's like so awkward because I'm like, haven't seen him. And like, mm. did I'm, he like, like try to like hug or kiss you? He was did. He like... hugged me, but I could tell he, he didn't know where I stood. I, and I don't yeah. know what he knew yeah. as far as like what I, I mean, right. Again, right. social media, we had the right. same friends. I don't know. Um, but we just sat in the car and talked about everything. And Mm. I was like, I don't know if you're ever going to forgive me because I've been so like ungrateful with your heart. I've like, I've just been so laissez-faire with like your heart, this whole relationship. And he was like, I'll never forget this. He's like, Cammie, he was like, if we end up together, we're going to spend the rest of our lives forgiving each other. Oh, what? Which I'm like, who is this man? What, is, what a man of God. But it was so oh true to me. And he was like, so he was like, so this is just a part of our story, you know? Oh, but it was, so I, again, like you said, I would love to say that like from that point on, it was like rainbows and butterflies. The but same, we had a lot yeah. of deep conversations to mm-hmm. have. And then I had this other guy that I had developed feelings for that I had yeah. to like, and I didn't even, I handled that so poorly. I like think I sent him an email or something so <laughs> dumb because I was like, I couldn't even bring myself to like, you know, end it with it because I was just wanting to be perfect to everyone I wanted to just and I remember he actually called me at one point and he was like you're making a mistake and I remember being like am I making a mistake yeah you know but then I also was like I remember saying something like when you find your person like you'll know and he's like happily married now like living his like you know what I mean so it's like yes it was but it was one of those things where I did we do have choices and I think it was a choice that like I had to make but I think God was letting me choose Stephen and Mm. like for the first time maybe ever Mm -hmm. to actually say like no I'm committing to you and like that means like letting go of other relationships and other lifestyles and um and that means like in the good and the bad you know and so um actually I think the next week we went on a road trip together to in our mind it was like great we'll go pick up his brother and like we'll have all this time to talk and it ended up being like the worst road trip ever because we were like we'd spend like one hour fighting and then like the next hour like crying yes. and the next hour like being like I'm sorry it was just I'm like telling you you go through oh, it was you go through a roller, roller coaster, coaster of emotion and you just have to kind of 
like ride that wave and yes. let yourself let yourself process and like feel all of totally. that. Totally. So I mean, I we, we'll share when we talk about the marriage episode, just like you know what we've learned through that. But um, pretty soon after that, we got engaged. I mean, it was Isn't like crazy? we got back together in December, and we of 2011. 2000. 11 okay and we got engaged march of 2012 the, oh my gosh so, Cammie, i just realized wait oh no no there was a longer span it was our engagement that was the same yes amount. okay yeah because your no your engagement was a lot Four shorter months. than mine mine was a year yes so yes. we got but because i was still in nashville i mean i was like and right. i was not only committing to like i'm marrying steven but i was saying like hey god i trust you like i'm trusting you with my your plan for my life that if you have called me to do music and all these things like you're gonna make a way and the crazy thing was I think almost like right after I got back together with Steven, the label that I had signed to went bankrupt. And come on, it wasn't even going to like, I had all put all my hope in this earthly thing, thing this idol yeah. of being this Christian that artist, wasn't, whatever that looks like, that was never going to even be a thing, yeah. you know? And God has opened so many doors through not being in Nashville and I still get to go back and forth. And like, right. it's been, I mean, gosh, there's just so many ways in which he's redeemed it. But I think like that, just knowing that I had this man that was always there for me, had always been through every season, mm -hmm. was willing to stay by my side, but then also was strong enough to say, hey, like, you don't get to, you don't get to, like, drag me around. Right. You know, this right. isn't, like, what we're doing here. Right. Um, the, and then when I we got back together, I was knew I was making a choice. And it wasn't just a I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. Like, that wasn't it. I wasn't lonely. I was And he fine. loved you during times that didn't, that didn't benefit him. No, totally. And that is such a sign of marriage honestly too like you're gonna go through seasons of marriage that are really really awesome and then you're gonna go through a, maybe hopefully it's not a long season hopefully it's just like a week mm -hmm. that's really hard and it's like Absolutely. you still have to love the person knowing that like I don't really like you right now but I still love yes, you exactly and I think that's for me I think I realized that I was waiting for everything to make complete sense in my life before mm -hmm. I would ever make a jump and I just don't think that that's how God works like no it is a leap of faith and I think mm -hmm. for me it was like no matter who I end up with it's I'm gonna have to wrestle with the fact that like marriage to me is scary because it's it's a forever commitment right and I wanted everything to be planned out for me but it was hilarious because here I am dating this guy who also is long distance who also like I have no idea how our lives would gel together all these things it's like it's hilarious because I realized like I'm gonna have to take a leap with whoever and the person I want to leap with is Steven you know I love that <laughs> so cute the person I want to uh, leap with right I still want to leap with him he's the best <laughs> I still want to oh, leap with him that's so anyways, guys these are our love stories I would love for y'all to dm us this week and tell us your stories but I want to close with us praying for you and I just want to um thank you Cami, for sharing your love and story. you for sharing yours Amanda and we our prayer is that this really I don't know if you guys are what season you're walking through whether you're single whether you're going through a breakup whether you're in a hard season of marriage we do not know what you guys are going through but our prayer is that through these stories it will benefit your story in some way absolutely do you want me to pray or do you want to pray um we, I can pray pray let's do it okay. yes Okay, girls, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Jesus, we just pray that anyone listening, God, would, would hear exactly what they need to hear. And whether they can relate to something or not, God, that you would just have spoken to them, 
not through our words, but through yours, Jesus. And we just love you so much. And thank you that we get to do this podcast and hang out with friends that we don't even know face to face, but we know that are listening and we are so, so thankful for them, God. And we just want every single girl to know, and more importantly, Jesus wants every single girl to know that you are so valued. You are so worthy right where you're at, no matter what season you're in. And if you're listening to this, hoping that your love story is coming or that you just want your love story to look a little bit different. I promise you, I promise you hang on to God's word and he is going to show up for you and he already has shown up for you, but you're going to see him so much clearer whenever you just keep looking to him. Yes. I love that. Amen. It's so good. We love you guys. Guys, we are basically basic and we know you are too. Be blessed and be basic. Be basic.